In your Bibles, if you'll turn there, we are going to be looking at verses 7, 8, and 9. Now while you're turning, let me say this. These verses will be familiar. Don't leave me. Alright. Stay with me. And also, we're going to lay some groundwork now. Now I've said this from the beginning. I don't know where I got it from. I got it from somewhere, but... Stay in the boat, all right? We're going to make it to the other side. Don't bail out on me halfway through. Now, we're going to have to row at the beginning. Uh, rowing ain't fun. We're going, to get some, we're going to cover some things. We're going to be honest to see on this morning. But stay with me, all right? We will make it to the other side, all right? And it will be worth it if you'll stay in the boat. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, Galatians chapter 6. Let's go ahead and stand to our feet if we're able. We're going to reverence God's Word. I want to read verses 7, 8, and 9, and then we're going to have a word of prayer and we're going to get right into the Word, alright? The Bible says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, thank You for the testimonies. Thank You for touching those hearts and stirring them, God, to magnify You and share with what You mean to them, what You've done, how wonderful You are. Thank You for the songs we've heard that's spoken to my heart, has prepared us. And now, God, we're asking for Your touch and Your help. God, I can't do anything without You. Please help me, Lord, I pray. Give us what we need. In Jesus' precious name, Amen. You can be seated. Hard to believe. What are we, 12 days into a new year? But it's a new year. I like new things. And uh, with it being the new year, we're, uh, we're able to do what we set our heart out to do for this year. Uh, it's up to you. Where are you going to be at the end of this year? The Lord allows you to get all the way through the year. That would be His will. Where will we be? I thought about this passage, and I thought about sowing and reaping. This is a time to sow. It's a time. It's the beginning of the year. It's uh, a time to start off fresh. It's a time to say, you know what? I learned some things in the past. Some things I'm glad. There are other things I don't want to do again. I want to do this this year. And it's time to plow. Amen. It's time to sow. It's, it's time to, to say this year's before me by the will of God, with the help of God. I want to sow the seed this year. I want to sow this in my life. And... Uh, so with that thought, uh, I want to go to this thought. A lot of people will sow, but there's a lot of people that quit before they ever reap what they sow. Right. There's a lot of believers that they faint. They get weary. And before they even be able to take part of the harvest of the reaping of that. Now, 
a couple of things for that. I'm going to just give you really two, it's more than just a couple really, but two things that uh, have come across my mind. One reason is it starts off where it says in verse 7, be not deceived. Um, people have deceived themselves and are being deceived today by the droves. Um, you say, how so? Well, some people think God's going to give you everything you ask for. That ain't true. That's right. This year, there's a lot of things we may want to see God do and want to do for the Lord, but we don't know what God's got in store. We need to pray if it be thy will, God. We accomplish this. We accomplish that. And, and people get in their mind that, well, I'm going to ask for it and God's going to give it to me. Well, if it be the will of God, He will. But sometimes we ask for things out of a selfish, selfish uh, receiving rather than what God would have us to get for our own good and for the good of others. Here's something else. People have deceived themselves in thinking that their sin's going to go away. That they're not going to face the consequences for things that they do. They think that the harvest from the life that they've been living is just going to disappear. That's not true. Not according to the Word of God. And that's not going to happen. Now, I know, like I said, stay in the boat. A lot of people don't want to hear that. But that's the truth. So it's exciting time that we can sow, but we better make sure we're sowing the right things. Amen. Because we are going to reap whatever we sow. Uh, if you're sowing the right seed, don't quit before the harvest comes in. I mean, if you got, if you all have gardens, and we grew up with a garden, and and uh, man, it's just you know you've got to work that garden. It take you got to plow, prepare soil, plant that seed. It doesn't happen overnight, but man, eventually, if you'll tend to it and keep weeds out, keep it watered, stay with it, man, that stuff what you what you plant will come. And hey, you can enjoy later down the road. In the end, you can enjoy the harvest of what you've sown. Yeah. And that's a blessing. Same thing with our Christian life. Stay at it. Amen. Labor that you do today may not pop up tomorrow, but keep going, it will. That's right. Whatsoever you do in the Lord, listen, it's not going to be in vain. And you think about planting that garden, and, and if a person, let's say they get gun ho at the beginning of the season to plant, they start planting some stuff, and then halfway through they quit, they're not going to enjoy the harvest that they could have enjoyed had they stayed with it. Anybody that's going to look for quick results in planting a garden, they're going to be disappointed. That's right. Amen. Amen. So here's what I want to do just for a little bit of time this morning. I want to preach to you on sowing and reaping. Sowing and reaping. And like I said, we're going to lay a little bit of groundwork, but I think it's important to do so. Two main points in this passage we need to look at, we need to understand. Now, the first thing we need to look at is in verse 7. We've already looked at the fact, be not deceived. <coughs> But then the Bible says God is not mocked, and it says for whatsoever. Now that's important. That means whoever, whatever, whichever, it covers it. Alright? That means everybody. 
everybody lost or saved. This can apply. Everything, whether it's your preacher, a teacher, a mom, a dad, a man, a woman, a young person, this is for you. Okay? And whatever you are sowing, it's going to come up. And get this, we're sowing. You're sowing every day. We are sowing. So we need to realize whatever, if you have to think about the mindset of a garden, think about it. Whatever you're sowing, it's coming up. Look, I ain't going to plant cucumbers and get corn. Right. Amen? Right. So what you're, don't expect, well, I'm going to plant foolishness, but I'm going to reap the reward of righteousness. It's not going to happen. When you sow, that's not the last time you're going to see it. It's going to come to fruition. You put them corn, you put that the corn, them seeds in the ground, guess what? They are going to come up through there. Amen. It's going to come to fruition. It may not be tomorrow, but it's going to come. It is going to come up. Now look, we need to be thankful for the mercy of God, the grace of God, the forgiveness of God, salvation. We, we need to be. I'm thankful when I got saved, my sins were forgiven. But that did not take away some of the consequences for the seed that I had sown when I was lost. There are still things that I battle, you'll never know, between me and God until God calls me home. Sometimes daily, I can promise you weekly, of, of seed I sown in my days when I was lost that I have to battle and deal with. Even as a saved individual. It's important to understand. What a person is sowing, they're eventually going to reap. You can't sow and hope it doesn't come up. Amen? It's going to come up. Everything you sow will come back to you, whether good or bad. So, what do we want to do? Sow good. Amen? Sow righteousness. Because it's coming back. Amen. We sow, now listen, how do we sow? Man, we sow, we sow with our words. Things we say to others. Things we say about others. Things we say in private. Things we say in public. We sow with our actions. Right? The way we act. The way we react. The, the decisions we make to do this or do that. The way we are with our family, with our children, with our spouse, with our job, our emotions, our deeds, all of these are ways that we're sowing. So we need to be conscious of that. And keep in mind, there's coming a day of reaping for what we're sowing. Now this is Bible. Look, this isn't just some theory I've come with. This is straight out of the Word of God. I can promise you that will happen. That's right. Amen. And we need to be mindful of it. Now you got two options. You either going to sow to the flesh or you're going to sow to the spirit. That's it. I'm a simple guy. I like it simple. And it makes it real easy to understand. You're sowing, and what you sow, eventually it's going to come up. You either sow to the flesh or you can sow to the spirit. Now verse 8 says this For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. That's a barren life. You think about barren land, no good. 
uh, unbountiful. Uh, no life there. You sow to the flesh, you'll reap corruption. That word means decay, it means ruin, it means perish. Living in a barren field, unprofitable in a life. Nothing to show for or rejoice over. If all you ever do is sow to the flesh on a daily basis, then you're going to reap what the flesh produces. And that's nothing that will last. It's nothing that is good. Think about it. Nothing. You sow to the Spirit, you'll reap life everlasting, the Bible tells us. And that's going to be blessed. It's going to be bountiful. That's going to last forever. Amen? You can live in a bountiful field. So you can take the days before us this coming year and sow to the flesh and at the end of the year really have nothing to show for but barrenness and disappointment and nothing. Or you can say, I'm this year going to do the best I can to sow to the Spirit and have and receive a bountiful where it comes to fruition, blessings of God to where you can say, to God be the glory. Amen. In the midst of even my weakness, right. God is good. Amen. 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 Now look, we're going to keep it simple. I think the, the latter one is the better one. Yes. Amen. 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 We need to do that. Now let me just say this. How do I sow, preacher? How do I sow? Obey the Bible. Obey the Word of God. I, I'm telling you, this is a simple message. But it's, it, it's needful. Just one of the best ways to sow to the Spirit is obey God's Word. Right. Learn His Word and obey His Word. See what it says, find out what it says, and obey it. Amen? Whether it, it, it makes sense to you or not. There will be some things that this Bible instructs us to do that we may not understand all of it, but did they? God never said, you've got to understand everything to obey me. He just said, obey me. Amen? In Hebrews it says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. Think about Noah. He obeyed the Word of God. Amen? you imagine how hard that had to be? Building an ark that hadn't seen rain? The hard time he got from family, friends, everybody. But he was faithful. That's right. And I'm going to tell you what, it paid off for him and his family. In, in verse uh, 7 of chapter 11, it says, By faith Noah, being warned of God of things not as seen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to the saving of his house. Amen? Listen to me. Part of us sowing to the Spirit is putting faith in God's Word and then doing what God's Word says. you got to believe it. You're not going to do anything you don't believe. you got to believe this Bible. And part of the Christian life is a life of faith. And so we need to understand we prove our faith. when we. There are times our faith is put to the test. Amen? And it will be put to the test. And during that time, we're going to have to obey the Lord. We're going to have to trust in Him. The Lord's never going to tempt you to do wrong, but He will test you. And you need to do right. Amen. Young people, you better hear me. He's never going to tempt you to do wrong, but He'll test you. How much are you going to obey me? How much are you going to obey my Word? Look, the Lord didn't just die on the cross to keep us out of hell, which we're not going to hell because we're saved, but He saved us that after we become saved, we're to be fruitful on this earth as a child of God. In John 15, He tells us, uh, He's the vine, we're the branch, and He says that we would bring forth fruit and bring forth much fruit, He said. He wants us to be 
faithful so we can be fruitful in the Christian life He's given us to live. And James speaks of the evidence of our faith is what? By the works we have. Listen, there are people today, they know that Jesus came. They'll not argue that with you. They know He went to a cross. They know He rose from the dead. But just because you have a knowledge of that doesn't mean you're saved. There's got to be a time in your life you put your faith in that. And through faith like Noah, He acted upon that. That action is you trust in Him. It brings true faith produces action, mm-hmm. and you put your faith in Christ. Mm-hmm. Call upon Him to save you. Become a child of God, and then guess what? You begin to live for the Lord in accordance to the Word of God. Amen. There's a difference between saying you're saved and then having evidence in your life that you are saved. Right. Now look, that shouldn't make you feel squirmy, wiggy, or uncomfortable. It right. should confirm, thank God, that I'm His child. Yes. I've always said, I heard a long time ago a preacher, uh, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. He said, that shouldn't make you nervous. Right. That shouldn't make you confused, but it should confirm what's taking place in your life. Right. How about it? Yeah. Amen. Amen. We need to understand all of that's important. Now, everybody in the boat? Amen. Praise God, we ain't lost nobody. We're going to get in the nuts and bolts of this now. This is where I want, I want to try to, hopefully, with the Word of God, take a step further in this and in, lay, in understanding that groundwork and go a little further. Go to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6. And you will mark your spot here. You can do that. We're going to come back to our original text. But go to Luke chapter 6. And we're going to look at verse 38. These are the words of the Lord. And look at what He says. Luke 6, 38. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, and shaken together, and running over, Shall men give into your bosom for with the same measure that ye meet with all it shall be measured to you again. Now look, I understand the principle of the verse. You understand the principle, the main general principle of the verse. But listen to me. Understand something as we read it with Galatians 6 in your mind. It's not just referencing money here. Do you realize money isn't the fix for everything? Sometimes people need love. Sometimes people need encouragement. Sometimes people just, they need to have a, a care, time, things that, that it's just help, guidance. Whatever you sow to man, this is daily. It'll be sown back to you. That ought to help you in your sowing tomorrow. Right. We're sowing every day. We need sow to the flesh or sow to the spirit. Right. We know what the end of the flesh will do? Nothing. We know what do the spirit. Amen. Mm-hmm. And listen, here's what you need to understand, and, and, and I believe the, the true benefit of Galatians 6, 
We see what the Lord is saying here too as well. I think it can tie together. Whatever you sow to man will be sown back to you. Everything we do in life will eventually return to you. Amen? Picture this. You're living in a field. You're living in a field you've sown. What's that field look like? What you've sown is what's coming up. You've been honest. You've been trying to be as godly as you can. Been as helpful as you can. Encourage as many as you can. You're going to have all this fruition of that in your field. You've been selfish, unthoughtful, stingy, greedy. It's going to be barren. So I'll be anything there. Look, if you want to be encouraged, you want to be loved, then serve that to others. Nobody ever encourages me. I can't tell you the last time somebody told me something not. When's the last time you told somebody not? So and it'll come back to you, amen. amen. That'll help us. It'll help your happiness. It'll help this world. It'll help life. It'll help our testimony. Start sowing it and eventually it'll come back to you. So this is a year of sowing. You're going to sow this year. What you going to sow? Sow to the Spirit. What do I sow, preacher? Obey the Word of God. How do I do it? Just be obedient to the Word. Listen to what He says. What should I sow? Sow what you want to come back to you. Amen. Right. Start sowing things that you would like to reap. Man, you'll be a whole lot happier this year if you'll do that. Amen. Well, I don't like the way they treat me. Well, if you want them to be kind to you, be kind to them. Two wrongs don't make a right. Now I know, remember, the old flesh is going to say, well, let me tell you, you sow to the flesh. You're going to reap the flesh. But you sow to the Spirit, you're going to reap life everlasting. It'll go a whole lot further than, than biting back at them. Amen. Well, that's hard, preacher. I know, but don't you sow to the flesh. I want it to come up. I want them to be kind to me. Be kind to them. Amen. It's better to give than receive, isn't it? We know that. Nothing wrong with the receiving. There are times God will bless and, and, and encourage us by that, but it sure is a blessing to be able to give. Amen. Let me tell you something. You can't outgive God. You're not going to ever outgive God. I read this, this is some time ago, but it just applies here, and I'll share it with you. There was a, it's a true story. There was an individual that went uh, to a, uh, a drive through coffee house to get something in the morning and went before to the window and they'd ordered the coffee and the little girl at the window there gave the co- put the coffee through and said, hey, don't worry about it. It's paid for. So what do you mean paid for? So the man in front of you paid for your coffee. And the lady said, you're kidding me. No. <coughs> she said, well, pay for the person behind me. So the next person, pulled, she pulls off. The next person pulls up when they get their coffee and the little girl at the window says, hey, it's paid for well, who, who, who paid well, that person in front did? You're kidding. Well, you know what? Just pay, pay for it. Let me, let me pay. Yeah, I'm going to pay for the person behind me. This went on, they said, for like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Then Jason drove on. <laughs> <laughs> and he called, okay, look at the deal we got. <laughs> I got a free cup of coffee. <laughs> Oh, I'm just kidding. 
Listen, <laughs> hey, I seriously, I thought about that even last night. I, I, I laughed out loud. I said, I won't get him. I won't get him. But he can handle it. Amen. But listen, don't let God's blessing stop with you. Amen. Pass it. That's right. Sow it. Amen. Sow it to somebody else. Pass it on. Yes. We, we, listen, we, I, will, I would love to have the blessings of God. That be a blessing to somebody tomorrow. Say, I'm going to be a, I'm going to do all I can to be a blessing tomorrow. It's a two-way street, amen. So many people want to reap, but, but they, they really don't want to sow anything. I want the goodness, but I don't want to sow the goodness. Sow the, it's a two-way street. Sow goodness, amen. You'll experience some goodness. You're not going to have to give God. I'm telling you, listen, we need to sow what we want to see coming up. Amen. Amen. You walk around with a chip on your shoulder all the time and got an attitude and want to prove everybody wrong. Right. Amen. 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 You want your marriage to be good this year? Listen, hey, sow what you want to the other. Amen. Praise God. Amen. That's right. I hope you're getting this. If you look, if you want people to be kind to you, be kind to everybody. And when when they're not, just remind yourself, I'm not going to sow to the flesh. I'm going to sow to the Spirit. Amen. Look, I want to encourage you this year. I want to encourage you today. If you want to experience bountifulness, you want to be better, then listen, you'll have a better, bountiful life when you sow to the Spirit and you do this than if you'll just say, I'm going to live to the flesh and live for me. We live in such a me-first society. It's all about me. It's all about me. What can I gain? What can I get? But you're sowing that and you're going to reap that. Right. How many people who have taken advantage of and have sown to the world and in the end they just they wake up one day and they're lonely and without anyone, no happiness, no joy. But yet you look at others that had not near what they had all through their life, but they had a good church family, know the Lord, and all the way to the end. All the way to the end. Joy in their life. To the took last breath and went on to be with the Lord in I'm telling you, man, it's, it's worth it to sow into the Spirit. Amen? There is a way to reap a good harvest. And if we just obey the Lord and His Word, we can do that. The Lord's going to bless that. He's going to bless that and you'll reap a good harvest. You'll have a good harvest this year in your marriage. You'll have a good harvest with your family this year. Your relationships with others. Employers. Friends. Amen? Now listen... I'm going to speak to you young people just for a second. So I want you to listen to me. Every time I preach along this line, and I'm not saying exactly this, this exact message, but what I'm talking about, life and sowing and, and reaping and consequences, every time, there's always people that you can tell it's like, and you can see on their face, there was a time in their life they weren't sowing under righteousness. And when they were lost most of the time, now I think of myself. Not sowing to righteousness because I was lost. Sowing to the flesh. You begin to think of things like this and when you study this out, and then, then they get saved. 
Or let's say people have gotten away from church and then they come back and we rejoice in that. But that's not without consequences. So here's what I want you to know. It's a blessing and a privilege for you to be saved at a young age and give your life to Jesus and so to the Spirit at an early age than to wait till you get to my age and got saved. Right. Let me get sold to the Spirit. Amen. That's right. Do you understand that? Very important. Amen. And here's why. I gave so many years of my life to the devil and sowed to the flesh. And there are consequences still today even though I'm saved. Amen. Right. right. That make me drop my head. Right. That's right. That run through my mind. When I look at things like this, you don't have to have that experience. Right. Amen. 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 So, to the Spirit. Yes. Now. Yes. Amen. Yes. So, to the Spirit. So, the things that are right. Amen. In Ezra, when they, I love Ezra and Nehemiah, and after, after they were under all that um, uh, the bondage and everything was destroyed, the temple, everything, in Ezra they built back that foundation. And in the end there, when they, were, when they had done that and it was completed and before, uh, they, they started in on the temple. Once they got it done, Brother Jason, there was rejoice. All the young people, they said there was shouting and sorrow. <coughs> how can you have shouting and sorrow in the same experience? I'll tell you how. All the young people were shouting, but all the older people were sorrow because they yet were enjoying the temple being rebuilt. But that temple that was rebuilt was not like the first one That's right. that was ever given by God. Was it beautiful? It was beautiful. But it didn't have near the gold the first one had. It didn't have near the beauty and the majesty. And those older ones knew because of their lack of love for God and obedience to God, that's why it got destroyed and they were undertaken. That makes sense. And what I'm wanting you to see, and not just the young people to see, is understand, listen, that I'm telling you, and this is not just for the young people, but for us, it's not worth it to walk away. It's not worth it to give in. It's not worth it to quit on God. I'm telling you, God is a God of forgiveness. He's a God of working. But I'm telling you, you walk away tomorrow, and you may come back in June, and we'll rejoice in that. But I'm telling you, there will be consequences for you walking away. Right. You don't have to. So to the Spirit every day. So to the Spirit every day. Amen? If you don't walk away, you'll never have to worry about it. If you don't quit, you'll never have to worry about it. Amen? So to the Spirit. Now, here's one more thing we'll be done. I think. Sowing means sacrifice. That takes sacrifice. In the Old Testament, when we talk about sacrifices, there were the first fruits. 
they had the first fruits and even the animals. And you remember in Malachi, God condemned them because they were giving the leftovers, basically. They were giving not the best of the animals and the best of the wheat and the grains. Uh, and, and He condemned them for that. We should give God our best. But listen, sacrifice isn't not only just grains and animals. How about Abraham and Isaac? I'm talking about a sacrifice and a test of faith. Right? Why does God require sacrifices? You ever thought about that? Why, why did it? I mean, the, the animals, the grain, and we know that's not today, but He does still require sacrifice. He requires for us to sacrifice things even in, in serving God. Listen, it's going to cost you. Amen? But in the Old Testament, why did He require those things? And even now, why does it require those things from us? God doesn't need anything. Did God ever need any of those? He didn't need them. Why did He request them? He doesn't need anything from us. Why does He request that? The only way, listen to me, the only way those sacrifices would ever be bountiful and the only way the things He wants you to sacrifice are ever going to be bountiful is if you put them in His hands. Get them out of yours and put them in His. Amen? That means get, get, take your life out of your hands and put it in God's. God, whatever you want. God, whatever you want from me. God, this is what I want. God, whatever you say. And listen, He can take whatever we give Him and do more with what we give Him than we could ever dream of doing it on our own. You playing the piano? You give it to God, He'll do more with you playing the piano you ever can on your own. Amen. You all singing, you give it to God when you get up here and sing, He'll do more with it than you ever could with all the voice lessons and practice you ever come across. Right. Amen. 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 Our servant, and, and take that in any area, whatever it is, He can do. Listen, we are, we're sacrificing. What does it mean? We're sacrificing. What were they doing? They were giving it to God. There are things we've got to give to God. Give him your give him your mind, your heart, your hands, your feet. Give him everything. Give it to him. He can do more with it than you ever can dream of. Right. Amen. Look, you sow a couple little kernels of corn. Cover that thing up in water and it comes up. Man, you get that corn stalk, you get in the mirrors of corn, you get more corn. Right? Right. All the mirrors of corn. My stars. Think about that's how He's with God. We are nothing. But if you'll give Him what you are, just say, God, here I am. He'll do more than you ever could imagine. That's right. Amen. Amen. Look, you're never going to throw something God's way. You're never going to throw something God's way. And it's going to end up lost or you're going to regret it. Amen? God's saying, look, so to me. So to me. Give it my way. And I'll do with it more than you ever could. More than you ever could. Amen. A man give his entire life to, to a company. We should work. We should work hard. They might give you a plaque and a nice watch or maybe something else. I'll tell you what, you give your life to Jesus. Amen. 
you give your life and your time to Jesus, you will reap a more bountiful harvest, much more than the world can ever give you. Right. Yes. Amen? Amen? Now, here's what I want you to see. Let's finish it off. Go back to our text, our original text, and look at verse 9. Verse 9 of chapter 6 of Galatians says, And let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Listen to me. Don't quit. Don't quit. Don't quit this year. Don't you quit. Will there be times like you feel like quitting? Yes. Will there be times you just feel like not going? Don't you quit. There will be a reaping day. And really, when you quit, you're not quitting. You're just sowing to the flesh and not the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Keep sowing to the Spirit. Amen. You've got to understand. Listen, don't quit. Stay faithful. Stay in the book. Stay on your knees. Stay in the right fellowship. Because God, listen, you give it to God. God will take it. And God will do with it more than you ever could. Listen, today's a day of sowing. It's sowing day. It's a, it's a new harvest day. Amen? And listen, regardless of what crops you've sown in the past, it's a new day. Now, you say, but I'm in a field and I'm in my field. I don't like the field I'm in, preacher. Fine. Start sowing good seed now. Amen? There may be some seed in your field you don't like, but you start sowing the good and that good overgrow that bad eventually, praise God. Amen. Today's the day of sowing. Amen. Amen. Start sowing the good stuff, amen. Regardless of what past you got, regardless of whether you like the field. As a preacher, I've thought about it now. I sure don't like the field. I'm thinking about my life. I don't like the field. Praise God. Listen to me. Today's a new harvest day, amen. Make it a point in your heart today. I'm going to start to sow to the Spirit every day, amen. I'm going to sow the right things. Start sowing the good seed, and you'll eventually find yourself living in the field, reaping the benefits that you'll be thankful for, amen. Amen. Right. Or you can come to the piano. Look, if we'll just be faithful to do right, you may never know what God's going to do with your harvest. Look, we don't know what tomorrow holds. And let me just say this. You better sow while you can. Sow while you can. Tomorrow... Sow some encouraging words. Sow some help. Sow some goodness. Because there may come the day you're in a situation you can't sow. You ever been there? I have. You're just, it's all you can do just to get up and function. And you're going through something. And you know what? It's when you find yourself in those days, you'll be thankful that other people sowing good stuff. Amen. Amen. And they'll throw it your way, praise God. I'm telling you, God knows what we need when we need it. Amen? That's right. We need to understand, listen, today, listen, don't put it off. Don't put it off. Get up every morning, make up in your mind, you're going to sow to the Spirit. Listen, because you'll reap a bountiful harvest. Start sowing today with the mindset of, I'm going to be reaping it down the road. Amen? Amen. Sow to the Spirit. Amen. Let's go ahead and stand. His mouth, eyes closed. She's going to play. If you need to come to this altar, won't you come? Let's do business with God this morning.